It's been a minute since we've traveled around British Columbia. We're going to take some time over the next few weeks and months to pop into some of our favorite destinations and some new destinations to get our feet on the ground and figure out what is going on from a real estate perspective in different communities. This should be interesting. We're going to step outside the lower mainland and again, start in British Columbia and work our way east to different cities and different areas. So if you have an area or a city that you'd like to hear more about, make sure to send us a DM on our Instagram, uh, Thrive Mortgage Co. or at the YBR Remo Show, where we can, of course, uh, see if we can find something great for an episode in those different cities. Today's episode, we have Mitch Boussiers. I've known Mitch for about two years. Uh, young guy, only 26 right now. He's done some incredible work in a short amount of time, helping out a lot of families, buying multiple properties of his own, and just generally speaking, is a very knowledgeable guy. Um, great to work with and just very patient. I, again, I think there's going to be a lot of value in this episode, but make sure to stay tuned towards the end where he talks a little bit about himself and his personal experience learning how to invest in real estate uh, on his end, even being a young guy, some of the things that he picked up. Again, guys, if you're enjoying the episode, just do us one favor. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, Spotify, and share us out on IG. You can share out the podcast, Facebook, whatever that works for you. If you're enjoying the show, we just ask you to help us spread the word. Enjoy the episode, and we'll see you on the other side. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Mitch Boussieres from Nanaimo Remax. Welcome to the show, my man. Really good to finally get you on here. I know it's been a couple years in the waiting, so uh, excited to uh, excited to have you join and share with us the most recent update on Vancouver Island and Nanaimo area that we need to know about and everybody listening to the podcast needs to hear about, buddy. So thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks for having me, Alex and Derek. Happy to be here. Right on, right on. So um, the reason I said that we need the update is because we've had folks come on, but it was 2020, the last time we had anybody come on the show and talk anything about what was happening on Vancouver Island. And during that time, one of the hottest topics was people buying real estate and moving away. Now, two years later, that's just been obviously a trend that's blown up with people moving literally across the country, different provinces, uh, cities, towns, you know, all these different spots. But specifically, the island was one of the first big ones. And during the year 2021, quite literally blew up. Values of homes were, at the time, uh, I remember like 600K for an Nanaimo detached house with a suite. And now we're talking about I don't know what a million bucks. Yeah, we peaked at about a million in you know February March, and we're down to about nine hundred k right now. So it's been a bit. It's been a long time. We've seen a long road, but you know we brought you on here to talk a little bit about realistically. Why don't we just start on talking a little bit about where is the Nimo at right now? Quite literally, from a buyer's perspective and a price point perspective. I guess this would be sellers as well. But where do we stand today? And you mentioned February to today, so maybe just walk us through what the last six to twelve months have been like and. And, and yeah, where we are now. As you did the, the rest of Canada, we saw huge price increases uh, throughout 2020 and 2021. Um, that did peak in about um, early this year, um, I'd say February, March. Uh, we actually had for one month, we had our average sales price uh, at a million and 1,000. So for one month, we had uh, an average sales price over the million dollar mark. Uh, and then since then, 
um, we've seen, you know, a general uh, slow decline kind of month over month over the past five months. Um, so right now our June stats just came out July 1st, a couple days ago. Uh, that came in at 883 for the average single family house in Nanaimo. Uh, townhouses are sitting around 550 uh, and condos about 475 and uh, you know with that our sales are down a little bit I don't think we've been hit as hard as maybe some of um, the higher priced areas like uh, Surrey and Toronto um, I follow a lot of people online and you know they were posting some kind of drastic um, you know month over month and year over year differences in the last little bit and I don't think I think just because our um, our prices haven't appreciated that much. We've been a little bit more um, protected from the drastic declines. Do you have uh, numbers on days on market current compared to maybe even six months ago? Yeah. So our days on market right now for single family, at least is around 23, 24, you know, peak COVID, it was sitting around like two weeks. I don't have the stats for the Fraser Valley, greater Vancouver, but I feel like you're a month to two months. Uh, out here so that's yeah not as big of an impact for sure yeah we're still having some inventory like go up and sell first day on market um and then other stuff obviously taking you know three four five months our months of inventory during all throughout covid it was at about a month and now we're just shy of three months of inventory we should break that down hey mitch when you're getting into that point because some of the listeners might not know exactly what even that means and, and how to specify a month on inventory relative to uh, buyers or sellers demand and what that looks like. Do you have like a general guideline as to a, what that means and B what would be considered a buyer versus seller market when you're talking about days or, or months on, on, uh, on the market? Yeah. So it's essentially like a, a saturation. Um, if no new listings came onto the market, how many months would it take at our current sales rate for us to run out of inventory? So all throughout COVID 2021, it was, uh, mostly actually under a month, under a month, so if no new listings came up within less than 30 days, we would run out of inventory. <laughs> now, if no new listings came up uh, starting today, we would have about 2.8 months of inventory. And, you know, they've said people say between one and three months is a seller's market. Between four and six is like a balanced market. And then six and above is a buyer's market. So based on what you're saying right now, you're trending right now pretty quickly. Or well, I shouldn't say pretty quickly, but we were in an insane market before. Now we're still in a seller's market, but we're trending towards what you would consider to be a balanced market. Is that where things are looking right now? Uh, yeah, I, I think that would be accurate. Yeah. Where I want to take that from there is just actually trends. And specifically, and the reason, again, I want to touch on this is because there's a lot of people listening to our podcast that are from the mainland or different areas. And again, that big trend was people leaving the mainland or the big cities in any city for that matter. In fact, we saw a lot of people come from Toronto to the island for a while. I know you did too, but where, like, what does that look like now for you? Are you still getting a lot of that? Are you still getting a lot of people moving around? Or what is the common type of, I guess, buyer that you're seeing come to Vancouver Island now in uh, 2022? We still do get a lot of that. Um, you know, we have a lot of your mom and pop and you're in Nanaimo born and raised. Um, that does make up a good portion of our, our buyer segment. Well, if you look at Vancouver, Fraser Valley, uh, Victoria, their prices have all, um, I think, appreciated out of most people's budget and you know the average person if you're making 100 grand a year you know it's tough to get a single family house there um and so i think i think that's what was appealing to to so many people was that nanaimo was still central to everything you know you're an hour and a half away from victoria from the vancouver um 
an hour and a half from Tofino on the West Coast. Uh, so just this, a central area that has, has all your amenities. You have a big hospital. You have Costco here. Um, but just at a bit more appealing price point. I feel like that market was definitely uncovered, I guess you could say, with COVID, right? Because even though prices have risen it's still dramatically cheaper than the Fraser Valley or greater Vancouver. Right. And it seems to be a hot spot, especially with the way that COVID went with everyone being so isolated. I mean, you, you, you know, you hit the nail on the head, there's mountains, there's ocean, there's, you know, you kind of have everything that you want if you want to live that outdoorsy types of lifestyle. And we've helped a ton of clients transition that way. And, and even now we're still seeing that, right. Because the alternatives are, you know, you move further east to Chilliwack, but the prices there have gone out of control as well. Yeah, and I had a guy move from uh, from Chilliwack to the island. He's an accountant, and um, you know he, he, his his area that he was looking in was about an hour, um, because he said when he was in Chilliwack, he would drive an hour into Vancouver anyway. So if he's commuting in the morning, forty five minutes on the island highway, which is an easy drive, you know, to him that was just gravy instead of sitting in bumper to bumper traffic. So I guess that leads us to our next point and you kind of discussed about people making the move over to the island and the valley and the and the desirability of the Naimo and, and I guess the areas surrounding that. But like we also uh the reason that we started connecting previously was to to a degree because of people investing into real estate on the island. Uh Nanaimo again was the key point and that included uh people purchasing properties to rent out, uh properties to have suites, purchasing uh condos as investments. I mean, I guess what I would love to know is, you know, again, 2 years later, what like is is Nanaimo still a desirable place for people to consider parking their money from an investment perspective when there could be again higher returns on investment from a cash flow perspective in other cities? Uh, and if so, where are people investing right now when it comes to Nanaimo? I think probably you'll always be able to go to you know Alberta, the prairies, or the East Coast and generate a higher uh, you know cash flow return. In Alberta, you can get you know a suited house you know 400, 450k. When you're looking at like that, I don't, I don't think BC and the West Coast and Vancouver, Victoria, and Nanaimo is ever really going to be able to compete with that. Um, but you you can still get good cash flow here. Um, while also seeing good property appreciation as well. So, you know, you get the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, most people I, I see, um, a lot of people buying like uh, a two-bedroom condo. You can get a cheaper two-bedroom condo. Our rents actually are quite high. Uh, I remember chatting with you about some properties and you you had responded saying like, wow, those are like Vancouver rents. Um you know, for a two-bedroom condo, you're probably two thousand to twenty-two hundred. And then for the people that have a bit more money, a lot of people end up going towards a single-family house with um, a basement suite or an in-law suite. And that route nowadays, you know, you have a house upstairs, you're generating between, you know, probably twenty-eight and thirty-five hundred a month. And then in the basement, you're generating between sixteen and two thousand per month. So, I mean, you can have a, a single family house here with two units generating, you know, $5,000 plus a month. And this is like a $900,000 price point? Yeah, even cheaper. Yeah, you can get, uh, I was looking at one today, 770, five bedroom house, two baths, three bed, one bath upstairs, and then uh, two bed, one bath down below. So you run the numbers on that, you know, you're going to be cash flowing, you know, at least $1,000 a month. Compare that to a townhouse in Langley as an example which right now I guess you're probably getting a two bed maybe squeezing a three bed I'm not sure and you're probably renting that for 22 to 2400 I would think 
So that's a dramatic, dramatic lift. I mean, you're doubling your rent, right? For the same price and it's detached. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I tell people our rents all the time and they're like, they're astonished at, at what we're able to generate. For rents, I just had clients rent out a four bedroom house um, for $3,600 a month. Okay, let's circle on that for a second here. You're looking at uh, being able to generate decent cash flow. Obviously, when we started chatting, the better part of I don't know, a year, a couple of years ago, you know, those same properties were about 100K or 150K less and the numbers were really, really good. Are you seeing people, you know, kind of slow down their interest in investing in Nanaimo due to the fact that the price points are higher and start to head up to different points uh, up island? Um, or, or are they still sticking around? A bit of both. Some people are sticking around. We have seen, um, I've had quite a few clients end up uh, purchasing a Port Alberni. Port Alberni rents are, are a little bit lower, but uh, the prices are significantly lower as well. I mean, the prices are you know probably two hundred thousand dollars lower on average for a single family. Pretty small town, right? Port Alberni. It is. Yeah. If somebody's going to go that route and they're going to go to Port Alberni instead of looking at um, you know obviously in Nanaimo, uh, from my perspective, the biggest drawback is what you had mentioned earlier is maybe perhaps the lack of growth and appreciation in those towns. Is that what you're seeing or is there a little bit more turnover or what's the appeal to go there versus Nanaimo at that point? The people that I see that are going to port are just doing it because maybe they want a freehold detached property and their budget just doesn't allow it in Nanaimo and they still want something on the island or in BC. So Port Alberni is just the, you know, the next option that, that they can still get something. Makes sense. Yeah, the, the Port Alberni Valley people would be like as a kind of a plan B or an, an alternative option. Well, sell us on it. Why should somebody be investing in Nanaimo? What's the big play here? And where are the opportunities that someone should be uh, looking to go if they're looking to get a return in Nanaimo? If it was your money today, what types of properties would you be looking at right now? I think the Nanaimo has a lot to offer. Like I said earlier, we have a Costco here. We have the biggest hospital uh, north of the Malahat on Vancouver Island. There's endless amenities here. Obviously, you don't have to deal with any of the winters that you would in northern BC or Alberta. And you're central to everything. You can get to Seattle, Victoria, Vancouver, uh, the west coast of the island, and the border of the states all within, you know, an hour and a half, two hours. Um, you know, I have clients that still work in Vancouver. They'll take a helijet or a seaplane once or twice a week, leave downtown Nanaimo, and then 20 minutes later, they're downtown Vancouver. Uh, so I think it's appealing to a lot of people in that sense. And, and you get all this, but at prices that are you know significantly more affordable than you'd find in the Fraser Valley or in Vancouver. With a mindset here that you can get the decent rental returns, you still have a desirable and growth-based economy. We started the conversation the other day about okay, where, or just earlier today about where the values could be going. And one of the ways that we had discussed that was uh, the densification of this particular city. I mean, obviously we've already seen that happen in Victoria for years and years and years, but Nanaimo, I mean, up until the last couple of years was still one of those kind of blue collar towns, single family homes, everybody had to have a yard. And obviously we've seen a shift here into uh, more density, townhomes, uh, condos, that sort of thing. And so I mean, in talking about uh, potential for opportunities, I mean, why don't you walk us through what you were referring to in regards to rezoning and upcoming upcoming opportunities and where the play could be from an investor looking to park their money into uh, Nanaimo? Just due to so many people moving here and also just the, you know, the government, um, I don't want to get into politics, but, you know, they do get a lot of backlash about, you know, not providing affordable housing. So they do want to provide more density. Um, I have some developer clients of mine that are working on a project in North Nanaimo, 
they wanted to do townhomes because they like townhomes. They like to build and they just, you know, like selling townhomes. But the city actually wanted them to uh, do condos. And they were really pushing hard and giving them some, some pushback. So they ended up going with 28 townhomes on the site. But the city wanted like uh, a 50, 60 unit condo building. So that just shows you kind of the the thought perspective and kind of where uh, City Hall is at in council. And in Nanaimo's OCP, they have a bunch of roads designated um, as corridor routes. And I think these are a great opportunity because on these corridor routes, they're zoned for um, medium to high density um, or that's what the city would like to see there. So, and the zoning, if you have a regular, you know, um, a regular city lot, the city will approve rezoning on these lots, and you can get anywhere between four. Uh, in the OCP, it states you can get anywhere between four and twelve units per city lot. You know, so I think those are a great option. They're on, you know, busier um, feeder routes. Yeah, yeah, Bowen Road, uh, Metro, you know. Uh, Wake Asai, if you got, if anyone's familiar with Nanaimo, and um, you know, whereas these busier roads, you typically see a discount given because you know people don't want to be on a busy street. Uh, I think you can actually kind of flip that and use that as your as as a as a positive. Um, you know, picking this real estate up for cheaper, and then having the play down. You know, maybe five ten years down the road when you can pick up the neighbor's parcel or go in with your neighbor um, and go to the city and do a rezone and have this piece of land that, you know, is suitable for four to 12 units. Are these properties that you're talking about, are they selling for a premium currently because of the OCP? There is, it, it has started to pick up, you know, there's certain, certain stretches of it where it's um, kind of became more common and people are more aware of it. But no, I would say, I would say they're probably selling out of a par right now so why do you think that is what like on your standpoint is just something that's basic basically like how long of a play i should say first of all is this for someone who's looking to buy and hold and is there a reason that we're not seeing a bunch of developers come in there and snatch up quite yet or are you already seeing that i think you're already seeing that the i, I think the one thing stopping um developers coming in is just the timeline the city of nanaimo is notorious to be slow when working with approvals and I don't know what it's like in Vancouver and Surrey and stuff, but city of Nanaimo is just notoriously slow developers. If they have investors and they're wanting to see a return on their investment, you know, within two years, uh, it's just going to be a longer process than that, which is why I think, you know, it can cater to the person who has a long-term mindset. You either live in the house or you put tenants in there. And then in the background, you can work on the rezoning um, or the subdivision while it's still bringing in, you know, monthly income. Does this OCP cover any existing acreages that someone might be able to purchase, or is it mostly city lots? Like I know you mentioned, they're just kind of smaller standard lots. Yeah, there, there's a few acreages left in town. Most of those have been kind of uh, snatched up and, and redeveloped. Um, this is the city of Nanaimo OCP too. So if you go a little bit on the outskirts, that falls under the regional district, um, and they have a different... OCP. And how did that market do through COVID? Because just speaking to the Valley, the acreage market absolutely exploded because everyone wanted more land, right? And actually the multi-generational buying has become a lot more popular as well. Buying a place with two homes or a house and a suite for you and your parents. Yeah, very similar. Acreage, uh, you know, even like mini acreage, uh, even just a half acre, an acre, those properties all took off during COVID. 
Well, there's a lot going on over there. And I mean, again, circling back to the other opportunity that people are, are so let's say they don't have 10 years or, or five years to sit on these pieces of property where these uh, growth opportunities are. You mentioned that there's, um, again, the density is growing, or at least we talked about that briefly before. So what does that look like from a demand standpoint when it comes to uh, condos and townhomes? And do you see an opportunity there for someone to park their money uh, like they've done here? I mean, we're not a big fan of obviously telling people to just buy properties based on appreciation and assign them, especially with the new rules. But I guess, are you seeing more of that right now? Or are you seeing things get snatched up? And if so, why? Yeah, so are you talking to about pre-sales or just... Yeah, specifically, a lot of the new developments with uh, condos and townhomes that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, so we had uh, we had one in Nanaimo, Lakeview Terrace. Uh, that got brought to market November 21. They sold out 170 units within uh, two weeks, I think. You know, that was a bit of a different one where the developer actually didn't allow assignments. We did see a big investor pool there, but um, not as much speculation. Yeah, I think that has slowed down. There is one in Parksville going on right now um, that does allow assignments. But I think with some of the, you know, yeah, just some of the headlines nowadays and uh, interest rates ticking up a bit and then also the new rules surrounding assignments, uh, we've seen significantly less. I think at the end of the day, it'll be an interesting little play here for the next little bit. And you're probably going to see more of the quote unquote savvy investor uh, come into to jump into these types of markets. Um, I guess, you know, following, I mean, you know, we've talked, we covered a lot of ground, obviously, where's the Nanaimo market, what's going on? Uh, where would the development opportunity be a little bit about just kind of the mentality of the buyer, I guess, Mitch, from your side of things, um, you know, obviously, a relatively young guy, 26 years old, uh, we just helped you acquire what was this your is your third or fourth property? I can't remember off the top of my head here. But no, that was my third. There we go. It's your third property in just a couple of years here. Um, I mean, I do want to stop for a second and just talk, touch briefly on just what you've done here in the last couple of years. Uh, one, obviously, purchase a property that you've got a house with a suite, which I know you've spent some time in renovating. Uh, another house with a suite, if I can recall directly, which you did done a uh, joint venture partnership. And then uh, you've done recently a pre-sale and converted that into an owner-occupied home and renting out the other. I mean, uh, I, the biggest thing for me in talking to you has been just the fact that you've been an action taker from start to finish. What was, and I really want, you know, some of our newer or younger crowd to hear this kind of stuff. Like what was the biggest barrier for you to, to kind of take those leaps and steps in each of those situations and what pushed you forward? I've enjoyed my journey in real estate so far. It's, um, I bought uh, a place in like the thick of COVID. Uh, I think it was March or April, 2020. Uh, you know, so fear was super high, uh, but prices were, you know, prices hadn't ticked up at that point. So my biggest hurdle was just um, getting the down payment and uh, the mortgage approval set up was, was my biggest hurdle. Um, but yeah, I bought a house, uh, you know, a standard BC box, um, kind of like the ugliest one on the street, you know, stained carpets, smoke smell, you know, gross backyard. And, um, you know, cleaned it all up, uh, put a basement suite into the bottom, uh, and then moved into it and then refinanced that, um, about a year later and then used that money from the refinance to purchase another suited house with a partner of mine. Again, that one was, you know, kind of the grossest house on the street, you know, that needed flooring, paint and some updates by buying those ones. And I think that can, you know, be something that people will take in, you know, maybe a shifting market as well. Um, I think, you know, buying something, I call it like a wedge deal, where it is, you know, there's some room for you to increase the value. 
whether that by just you know cleaning it up and doing renovations um because i think that can protect you even if you know the market is you know shifting down um but we did the same with that one and then refinance that about a year later after we had our tenants in there um and then i used those funds uh to purchase the the condo um and you know i don't think i'm unique i think anyone can do that if you i think saving up the first five percent and the money to do the renovations is the hardest part it should also be noted that i didn't do any of the renovations myself so if you're handy you'd be in a way better position than i would um, because i had to pay contractor rates um, yeah. to you know to get all the renovations done so you know if you can do the painting and flooring yourself like yeah yeah hey remember there's a mortgage program for that the purchase plus improvements you can always add those, those rentals yeah. on basically you were able to acquire one property acquire another you did do a joint venture you've done a renovation now you bought a pre-sale you've done a, a variety of different things thinking about going forward after looking at all three of those different investment opportunities which one do you think was perhaps uh, maybe not i don't know if you could say best but which one was your favorite of the investment opportunities that you think you've done best on and are most interested about pursuing going forward the last one the condo pre-sale was more of just a uh, a lifestyle choice um you know i got tired of like maintaining the backyard of my house and i just wasn't using the full house um and the condo that i purchased is you know going to be close to my gym and work and everything so that one was more from a lifestyle choice um as less than an investment uh, i think the best one was was my first one just buying um you know a standard bc box as an owner occupier moving in doing the updates putting in a basement suite and then looking to refinance a couple years down the road i think i think that was the best uh the best investment and i think anyone can do that you know ideally if, if i was to go back i'd probably maybe even uh have would have moved into the second one just so if i could get if you didn't have to put 20 percent down that's probably what i would do and i would just uh have as many insured mortgages as I could and just use the money for renovations or as a down payment on the next one as opposed to trying to save up the 20%. Yeah, good to know. It's always cool to kind of go through that experience and then figure it out later to decide what was it that was impactful or what wasn't and, and you know, obviously what you would continue to do going forward. So hopefully someone listening to this show will get excited by that opportunity and, and think about what they want to do there. So basically in summary, I guess Nanaimo market is uh, has slowed down like many of the other markets. There are still opportunities out there. Um, it's not just single family home, but perhaps if you're looking for a market where there is uh, still appreciation in the marketplace, right? Like you've mentioned here, there's still opportunities because of the growth that Nanaimo represents, um, but you don't wanna obviously park your money into like Vancouver because it's too expensive to buy a single family detached. It sounds like this could be a good market for someone to consider whether they're on the mainland and they wanna just jump over with a quick little uh, uh, airplane ride or, or something else. Is that something that you recommend or suggest? Of course, yeah. Yeah, I'm super bullish on, on Nanaimo real estates and I think it was kind of uh, just an uncovered little gem um for many years and i think it's a great alternative to uh to people looking at the mainland fraser valley victoria love it so many different opportunities out there awesome mitch thanks for joining us today man and and uh sharing a little bit more information we'll put all of your information in the bio uh or i should say in the show notes so that people can find you on instagram or facebook or email or whatever they'd like to do so of course if the island is a place that you're looking you need to be talking to mitch thanks for joining us today buddy awesome thanks for having me alex and uh yeah if anyone's looking to chat about uh, vancouver island real estate specifically nanaimo duncan parksville area um yeah reach out alex of the my contact info will be there and i'll uh, Always happy to chat real estate. Rock and roll. Thank you, sir.